Hey, what's up, guys? We are back. That's right. Racing season is in full swing. Great to be back here for PST Weekly as we bring back a weekly podcast series interviewing several racing members of the 360 Sprint Car community here in the Northeast. My name is Paul Harkiner, the host of PST Weekly. On today's episode of PST Weekly, we have Davey Franick. Really good interview with Davey as we talk about his excellent start to 2021. He has wins already at the Outlaw Speedway as well as the Genesee Speedway. We talk about his start to 2021, and then we also kind of reflect back on his career. He has, a, of course, a series championship with the Patriots. He has two track championships at Sealands Grove as well as two track championships with the United Racing Club. Before we start today's episode, I want to talk to you guys about Quackenbush Hardware located in Geneva, New York. They have been in business for over 40 years, and they are now under the ownership of Brent Hoover. You guys all know Brent Hoover, crew guy for Pauli Cole Giovanni. If you are in need of any type of home improvement, and I mean absolutely anything, folks, definitely contact Brent and the folks at Quackbush Hardware. Let me list a couple of the products and services they have. Window and screen repair, bagged and balked coal, feeders, bird seeds, grains, lawn and garden, plumbing supplies, cleaning supplies, seamless gutters, and wood master furnaces. The product listing is absolutely bottomless. If you want to see their full list of inventory, visit quackenbushhardware.com. Once again, that is quackenbushhardware.com. All right, let's start this week's episode of PSD Weekly. Hello once again, race fans, and we are back almost after a two-month hiatus. Uh, Great to be back here. For PST Weekly, the official podcast of the Patriot Sprint Tour. My name is Paul Harkin, the voice of the Patriot Sprint Tour. And as I mentioned in that introductory spot, racing season is back. We uh, Two races so far for the 360 Sprint Cars here in the Northeast. And we're going to start getting uh, quite serious as we head to Woodhall Raceway this week. ESS will head to Thunder Mountain on the uh, May the 22nd. And those of you who have kind of maybe been shy away from Facebook world and will continue to make announcements though, but the Patriot Sprint Tour just announced a massive, and I mean massive, Memorial Day weekend where we're visiting three tracks in the Ohio region. We'll be uh, teaming up with the National Racing Alliance, a.k.a. NRA, and so really good uh Racing weekend coming up, and we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. But as we alluded to, racing season is back. And uh, the last time, though, uh, the PST had a race, it was uh, in late April. And the guy that we talked to into this program, he uh, picked up the win. Davey Frannick picked up the win over Jordan Thomas. And uh, quite the battle um, those two had, though, if you guys were not there. Uh, excellent battle between Jordan Thomas and Davey Frannick. A very demanding racetrack that night. It rained. Just about all day, and so the moisture really came up. There was a couple of rough, rough areas of the racetrack, and and so we, uh, but we certainly got through it. And then this past Saturday night, the Empire Super Sprints uh, visited Genesee Speedway, and it was the first time sprint cars were seen on the at racetrack since 2007. And so, um, where DB Frantic also picked up that win, he won over uh, Matt Farnham and Pauly Cole Giovanni, and so. This week's uh, special guest is, of course, uh, Davey Frannick, and a really good interview with Davey. We talk about his uh, first two wins, uh, talks about changing of a crew chief this year and what that experience has been like, and also being prepared for racing up north here during the springtime. Um, Talks about kind of the benefits of uh, racing down south and getting 10 races or so underneath this belt. So really good interview with uh, Davey, and 
We're going to move right into that interview this week. Uh, big thanks once again to Quackenbush Hardware, Wyckoff Motorsports, and CBP Media for all their support for the podcast. All right, without further ado, let's introduce this week's special guest, Davey Franick. All right, we now welcome on uh, this week's uh, special guest, 2019 PST Series champion, Davey Franick, uh, two-time URC champion, two-time Sealance Grove track champion, and uh, he joins us this week. And uh, Davey, uh, quite the start you've been having to uh, 2021, wouldn't you say? Uh, it's definitely been hit and miss so far, for sure. Yeah, but, you know, once you guys have, you know, entered the Empire State, I mean, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, you guys have winning at Outlaw, and then just this past week, uh, picking up the win at Genesee. Um, so, at least your Northeast start to your season has been uh, pretty good. Yeah, no, we, uh, you know, kind of just went back to the book here when we got up north. Uh, we knew where we kind of needed to be and a couple areas we needed to work on. Um you know, we had some changes go on during the off season that I'm, I'm sure we'll get into in this interview. But uh, yeah, ever since we've been up here, we've been pretty decent. What do you think that you know? Just going back to the basics, is it is it just something you're more comfortable racing up here in the Northeast? I mean, I know you guys went south, and you know it's such hit and miss though when you guys go down there. You know, just because it is quite different though, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean the tracks are definitely different. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, just to bring everybody up to speed, last year, you know, my crew guy Brian. He was with me for about seven years. Um, he decided to go a different direction. So it kind of left me there at the end of the year looking for a guy. And I was fortunate enough to find a kid, you know, in Middletown, New York, uh, that had some experience uh, working on some modifieds. And then his brother raced a sprint car. Um, so we picked up, his name is Ryan Rumsey. Um, so basically, like, we get our season started down in Florida. And we threw him to the wolves. The kid's 19 years old. And we're like, listen, we're going to Florida. You know, I think there was about 12 or 14 races down there. And we had a lot of stuff to figure out working together, what, how his work ethic was and mine. And finally there at the end of the, the Southern swing, we kind of got together and started, uh, you know, working together really good. And it just escalated a lot easier once we got home. Yeah. And, you know, kind of talk about how important it is to be on the same page as your crew members. Cause you definitely see it on like the outlaw tour, or the all-star tour where, you know, there's times, though, where crew guys just – they can't get, you know, on the same page, and you start you start to see that on the racetrack. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it was I – mean, he didn't really know my driving style when he first got here. You know, it takes, you know, five to ten races to start gelling with somebody to figure out, you know, how everything works. And, uh, you know, as we started working together, and he kind of came into a rhythm, I came into a rhythm, and uh, – you just, he was able to see the car and see what it was doing and my driving style and all that. So once we figured all that out, we got back up North where we were on tracks that we used to, you know, we run good at, um, and we raced that quite often. It was a little bit easier for us to, you know, do better up here. Would you say then, obviously it's probably a good thing though, that you kind of got the, the kinks out of the racing relationship, racing down South. And then once you guys were able to race up here in the Northeast. I mean, we've talked about, you know, the last couple of years, you getting those extra 10 races before everyone else does up here North um, is certainly giving you an advantage. Oh, absolutely. If, you know, if we didn't, if we had to start our season up here, you know, on a fresh note, it would have been, you know, it wouldn't have been as difficult as being down South. It just, when you're on the road and you're kind of not running that good, everything obviously escalates a lot quicker, uh, makes it a lot worse. So, um, yeah, to get all that out of the way in that kind of situation, being away from home for two months, 
you know, not really running good, but then at the end, kind of, there was a light at the end of the tunnel. We started, you know, getting the top fives and stuff like that and running better. Once we got up here and everything kind of got back on neutral ground, the rig was back home. We were working out of the race shop again. You know, it was just like boom, boom, boom. All the ducks were in a row, and I, I think it's going to be a really good relationship. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about these two wins that you've had up here in 2021. The first one was at Outlaw. It was the PST season opener. Um, you know, I talked about this, though, with you and Victor Lane. That was such a hard and demanding racetrack that night. And you and Jordan, though, kind of went back and forth, you know, battling for the race lead, though. Yeah, it was, you know, it was just a couple, you know, the first race of the year, you know, your your muscles aren't really up to where they should be. And, you know, thankfully, I was down south racing a little bit. And I was a little, you know, not necessarily sharper, but, you know, I, I had some experience for the year. And uh, I think that definitely played a big asset onto that race. Yeah, and then this past Saturday night, you know, you go to Genesee Speedway where, quite honestly, I know you're new to a lot of tracks up here in the Northeast, but that was just, that racetrack, though, because we haven't seen sprint cars on that racetrack since 2007, I think, was the last time the actual sprint cars were on that, you know, that racetrack. A lot of things have changed. So everyone kind of had an open notebook going into that night as well. So but talk about what Genesee Speedway, though. Uh, you know, just talk about everything. You know, I wasn't there, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people that weren't. Um, but obviously, what what do you attribute to though that saw the 28 F going out on top? Um, you know, we basically just went up there with a, we got to the racetrack, you know, we kind of looked at it compared it to a couple of racetracks that we've run good at, you know, kind of put a baseline deal in. And to be honest with you, we really didn't venture off too far of that. Um, you know, just kind of kept up with the track, uh, you know, watch the conditions, um, just saw kind of what the track conditions were going to do and where we thought it was going to end up. And, you know, as as the race went on, I felt like the car was getting better, better, and better. So we definitely made the right calls. And, you know, the car was definitely balanced. And it, when these cars are balanced like that, I mean, it's, it's a pleasure to drive. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, going back to last year, 2020, I, you got the win at Penn Can, but you don't really call that a season. Is there anything, though, last year, Davey, though, that you were able to take from last year to go into this year, though? Is there anything that you can – can you really give 2020 an overall grade and how the 28 up did? Um, you know, our grade last year, I, I would give it a C plus if, if we're going that route, you know what I mean? We weren't anywhere where we needed to be, you know, and I think a lot contributed to, you know, what was going on. Um, you know, you try to not pay attention to that, but obviously it influences you because of, you know, the business and, and running the rig up and down the road and what's going to happen. So you're always thinking about that in the back of your mind, but, Anytime you can get in a sprint car and race, you're going to learn something. It doesn't matter if you race 150 times a year. You go out for that 151st time, and you're going to learn another thing on a sprint car. As simplified as these things are, you always pick up on something. Yeah, for sure. And then 2019, you decide to kind of leave Sealands Grove, leave these URC racetracks, and you came on with PST full-time. And you know, every track that you were actually able to win at were tracks that it was either your first or second time there. But, you know, 2019, Davey, was, you know, how special and how different of a year, though, because you've won four championships before that. But did th that championship in 2019, winning with the Patriots, mean anything different to you? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, it, it was just I needed a change of scenery. You know, I raced in PA for a lot of years, you know, and, you know, there's only a couple of racetracks that you really go to, you know, the Grove, Ceilings Grove, stuff like that, Port Royal. And it was just nice. I mean, even just getting in the rig 
and going up a road and just driving a different road to get to a racetrack just makes the experience a lot more enjoyable sometimes. Uh, so to get the change of scenery and stuff like that and go to new racetracks, you know, when you go to these different racetracks, everybody's more on a level playing field. So when you can take information from different places and kind of use it to your advantage and on a new place that you're going to definitely helps you out, you know, versus going to the same racetrack every Saturday night, you know, you don't, there's not as much of a guessing game. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Davey, how did you get into sprint cars? So how does a guy from, you know, the Sussex, New Jersey, where, you know, many people in the Northeast know that's the hometown of Brett Hearn, who's arguably the greatest modified driver of all time, you know, what piqued your interest though racing, you know, sprint cars here in the Northeast? Um, I mean, basically we were at a point where we were getting out of micro racing. Um, and you know, my father went down the road of modified racing, um, when he was growing up, you know, that's how he started. And, uh, he kind of knew what it was all about. And we just really didn't have the crew, you know, to go out and run a modified and they're just more work in general. You know what I mean? So he called Donnie Kreitz, you know, he had a frame down there and we bought a frame and I think our first motor we bought, we bought it off a guy and it was $5,000 or something like that. And, uh, we took it to Ryder, you know, we got introduced to Ryder and, uh, we got it rebuilt, I think for like 2,500 bucks and we ran the whole season with it. And you ran what, Sealands Grove primarily, or were you traveling? Yeah, we ran, yeah, no, we ran Sealings Grove weekly with the 358 series. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and you know, is there anything though during that time though, that you were racing weekly, whether, you know, racing URC or racing Seals Grove is there a moment though, at that point where you kind of figured, you know, I can be very successful, you know, racing in this division. Was there ever a point though, where, whether it was winning multiple weeks in a row or winning a championship or anything like that? Um, Honestly, I was so young and naive at the time. You know, I think I started when I was 16 years old. I, I didn't even know what any of it really meant. I was just going to the racetrack and having fun, you know. It was uh, just a whole different experience, you know. Driving big sprint cars in central Pennsylvania when you're 16 years old is like every kid's dream, you know. So, for me, I didn't really realize what how special it really was because I wasn't really ever around it. You know, I, like you said, I was always around the modified scene. And then once I started learning the sprint car history and like the history of Sealings Grove and, and Williams Grove and all these places, you know, it definitely, definitely was special after we pulled off a couple championships down there. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, racing in central PA, um, it's obviously very heavily in the 410s and a lot of guys, you know, can race that full time. And that's something though, that you've definitely have dabbled into, you know, racing four time in Pennsylvania. And I know it's something that you've tried and you always try to do more of, but, you know, just talk about, quite honestly, how hard really is it in Pennsylvania to get your start? Oh, it's, it's the toughest racing in the country. You know, there's the guys out there, you know, anymore, everybody's got the same cookie cutter stuff for the most part. You just got to kind of rub it on it the same way. You know, everybody's got good motors. Everybody's got the same cars. Everybody's got good shocks. Everybody's got tires. So you really have to try to think outside the box and, and go different avenues. And I think that's where we kind of, with the 360 stuff, we were down, you know, down in PA, you know, watching all this 410 stuff and racing with the 410s a little bit and then trying to apply it to our 360 programs definitely gives us an advantage. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, 
you know, Davey, talk about this season. Obviously, a good start. Um, I'd be remiss, though, to not ask you, though, we're, we're going to Woodhall Raceway again this week. And it's a track, though, that honestly, when you first went there, you picked up a win and you picked up two in 2019. Uh, it, and the one thing, though, that I've kind of always, when we talk about, like, in Victory Lane interviews, is that you, you know, you kind of love these bull ring tracks and getting up on the wheel. I feel like Woodhall's, like, the complete opposite of any racetrack in Pennsylvania. Yeah, no, definitely. Woodhall is, I don't know. It's just, it, it is different altogether. I mean, there's so many different lanes and combinations you can do to get through the corner, you know, to carry speed, um, which that's what I like. You know, I like those technical tracks. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the half miles. Don't get me wrong. But when you go out there and you run 25 laps wide open around the fence, you know, some, and you can't really pass that much. It, it gets a little tedious, you know, week in and week out. And that's why, you know, I like these little places where, like, when somebody's making a mistake or you're faster than somebody, you can get by them. You know, you can maneuver, you know, change your lines up and, and shake it up a little bit. Yeah. Is there any other tracks, though, in New York, though, during this these last, you know, three or four years that you've been running, you know, that you've kind of come accustomed to that, you know, I really like running this place? Um, a place that I really couldn't stand when I first started going up there was Utica. Um, <laughs> and then finally we clicked on it, you know? So I think not last year, obviously the year before, I think we won four out of the five races up there that were hosted at Utica. Um, you know, we picked up the Cole cup and ever since we got like a really good baseline deal to start with up there, I've really enjoyed going to that track, but all, honestly, all in general, I mean, all these racetracks we go to in New York for the most part are, are very racy places. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, well, Davey, uh, thanks so much, though, for uh, joining us this week on the podcast, though. And, uh, you know, actually, though, one thing I wanted to also ask you, though, uh, Patriot Sprint Tour just announced, you know, that three really big racing weekend out in Ohio. Um, you know, mm-hmm. another region, though, that or another part of the country, though, that you haven't really raced at. But how much looking forward are you to the racing three times out there with the NRA in, uh, you know, central Ohio? Yeah, I'm super stoked about it. I mean, we were just talking about it today. I mean, we got motors lined up, you know what I mean, to go out there. And, um, you know, crew guys are, are taking off, you know, to go that Friday, leave that Friday. So we're going to have good help out there. And uh, I'm super stoked. I think it's very important for us to do good out there to, you know, show that there is, you know, good sprint car guys in the Northeast, you know, and, and there's, you know, a lot of good guys out there, but we definitely need to, to show them who we're made of. Yeah. And we all know, though, Good things always happen to us guys in the Northeast when we visit the state of Ohio, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, Davey. Well, thanks so much, though, for joining us this week. Um, you know, best of luck to you for the rest of the 2021 season. And, uh, by the way, though, congratulations on your two wins so far here in 2021. Yep. Thanks for having me, Paul. If anybody has uh, gone out on a PST race with us when we visit Raceway 7 and we stay at that Days Inn in uh, Coney Island, Ohio, you know exactly what I'm talking about when uh, I ended that interview with uh, Davey Frannick there. So, um, you know, ask Josh Allsworth how he feels too. He'll uh, be able to tell you as well. Um, but, no, the, thanks to Davey Frannick for uh, joining me this week on the podcast. Uh, once again, thanks to uh, Quackenbush Hardware, Mike Off Motorsports, as well as CBP Media for that for the all the support for PST Weekly, the official podcast of the Patriot Sprint Tour. As we talked about earlier, the uh, Patriot Sprint Tour will be visiting the Woodhall Raceway this coming Saturday, May 15th. Um, 
a lot of good drivers uh, expected to make an appearance. One of them, of course, being Davey Ferranic. Uh, Jerry Zabardi, Jordan Thomas, uh, Jonathan Preston, a lot of good drivers uh, expected to uh, make the haul to the high banks of Woodhall. One other thing I really wanted to go into detail on this week's podcast is our massive Memorial Day weekend that we will be doing out in the Ohio region, teaming up with the National Racing Alliance, a.k.a. the NRA. Friday, May 29th, we are at the Limeland Motorsports Park, paying $2,500 to win. Saturday night, we are at Wayne County um, Raceway Park. I want to make sure I get that correct. Another $2,500 to win show. And then Sunday night, the Ron Kell Jr. Memorial, May 30th, $12,000 to win. $500 to start an absolutely ginormous weekend. The Patriot Sprint Tour officiating crew of Mike Emhoff and all of our technical inspectors, they will be running all three shows that weekend. We'll be teaming up with the NRA. We're expecting to see drivers also from the Great Lakes Super Sprints, as well as maybe some ASCS drivers, as well as a lot of our guys um, from the Northeast region, all hailing in the state of Ohio Memorial Day weekend. And absolutely, like I said, a massive, massive, massive Memorial Day weekend that we hopefully that you guys can all make it out to spend your whole Memorial Day with us at the uh, in uh, central Ohio. Um, some three new tracks that we're all looking forward to uh, getting to. Uh, I know last season we were going to try to make our way out to Ohio, and it just couldn't happen, obviously, because of uh, COVID-19. But we will we certainly have making up for it for, like I said, a huge three-day race weekend for all you uh, race teams and fans and all that representing there in the state of Ohio. Uh, like I said, visiting Woodhall this week, looking forward to it. Uh, Thunder Mountain for the ESS on uh, Saturday, May the 22nd. So that will do it for everything as far as from the 360 world here in the Northeast. Uh, for more information pertaining to the Patriot Sprint Tour, you can log on to PatriotSprintTour.com. You can also connect with us on social media, such as at Facebook. You can also like at Patriot Sprints on Twitter and Instagram. So for all your up-to-date racing news pertaining to the Averdyce George Canaries Patriot Sprint Tour. Have a great week, everyone, and we hope to see you guys somewhere at the races.